tip. Good afternoon. It is August 21st, 2023. You're listening to A Little Column A, Little Column B, hosted by Will Levinos and co-hosted by Zach Bishop. How are you doing today, buddy? What is going on, Will? We are so close. We have fake basketball right now. We have fake football, but in less than one week, we will have real basketball. We will have real football. We went through the whole summer. There's just one very important question I have to ask you. A lot of people have been asking me this. Is the reason that you missed the last podcast because you won the last poll, the last draft of the year, and you were just celebrating too much, and you know you needed to just you know ride it out. You know you're on the parade, people are tossing you beers, and you just are like, nope, I need another week of celebrating. And you were just off off, off gallivanting uh, with all your fans. Is is that what happened? That sounds a lot better in the reality of it. So let's let's just let everyone think I'm living a good life. <laughs> No, you can probably still hear it in the voice. Uh, it was a sick day. I'm still recovering a bit from it, but we're back. I'm super excited for football. Draft dates have been set for fantasy. I'm in way too many leagues. There's one league that still hasn't even set the date. I, 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 I'm worried about the other three, and this one hasn't even activated the league yet. How people are managing to function, I have no idea, but like you said, we're right around the corner right now. While before we get to all the football, and while I'm super excited for all that, we do have an active sport that is currently in season. That is the FIBA basketball tournament, where Team USA took on Germany last night, which, per usual, I think in the past, it was maybe not the most uh, attractive basketball and maybe not the most attractive roster. But watching this game, the other team had multiple professionals that are also in the league, names that I'm recognizing, and guys that played very well. I thought this was a very high-quality game of basketball. I, I'm reading highlights, you know, that, you, you know, Anthony Edwards has certainly taken a leap, but I, I thought Tyrese Halliburton and Austin Reeves were, were two key factors into the comeback of all this. We were trailing a little bit. Uh, I really like the roster and I really like the way everything was just structured. I think this is a very coachable team. And I think this is one of the rosters that has a chance to actually become a team rather than just be a bunch of guys that are super talented that are grouped together and never really mesh. I, I I don't know. What, what were you thinking from last night? Like, I'm, I'm into this. I'm, I don't know if we found quite the perfect lineup, but I think there's a lot of versatile guys on this roster you can kind of plug in and get something out of. This team is is super young. So the FIBO, the, the World Chan- the World Cup, it starts on this uh, this Saturday. Uh, we've played, I think it was four games, four four or five games. We we played a bunch, and we they were all more tune up games, uh, if you will. So. We we didn't really uh, I didn't say, I would say we didn't really dodge teams like we tried to play the best teams. Well, when we played Slovenia, Luca wasn't playing, but you know you, you can't know that ahead of time. But we played we played Spain. They're the number one team in the in, in the world right now. Uh, Germany is is no slouch. So I, I think we we took it seriously, and and I, I agree with you that, that I, I like the team. They're young. I think that. You know, we weren't blowing teams out. We were down 16 points in the second half to, to Germany yesterday. And if we had lost, I would not have been uh, all, all the way thrilled about it. Although the last time we were in FIBA, we didn't uh, didn't necessarily do the best. And I thought we had maybe bigger, bigger names. But what I do like about the guys that we have out there are they're, they're names that we know. They're not going to pass the mom test. You don't have Steph. You don't have LeBron. You don't have the the... the top top of the guys and maybe not even the the, the next level down you know your, your bams uh you know uh tatum but the ones right underneath it in the next few years these are going to be the guys that are going to be making the making the jump so it's going to be really interesting to see them where they're all playing together and they're playing different roles than they're having to play on their team if you go through the list most of these guys are on 
bad NBA teams. It just you, you're looking at it. You got Magic, Nets, Knicks. I mean, Knicks were Knicks were in the playoffs, but you weren't exactly. I wouldn't put them in a uh, you know contender category. The, I mean, the really the only real one you got on there is Bobby Portis, and he's the old man on the team. When I see him out there, it's like, ooh, oh boy. But you know what? He's he's won a ring. He, he's out there. He's he's doing it. So, and, and I think one one of the things that I realized. Uh, when I was looking at the uh, the the roster and watching it, because these guys are so young, I haven't had time to develop a dislike for them because they beat the Celtics. So you're looking at it, and they're on all you know they've been in the league for a few years, and they you know, they're not you know on dominant teams. You don't have Steph Curry, where I mean I even like Steph Curry, but it's just like oh like you know he he beat us, or just just some of the other guys. So just kind of it's it's a very fresh fresh group. I mean the only guy I don't like is Cam Johnson, and that's just because he went to UNC. So even there, that's a pretty soft uh, you know not liking once you get to the NBA. I do have some critiques. I do. I do have some issues. I, I think Halliburton and Reeves are qualified enough to be ball handling regularly. I just think that every time that there was a press or any sort of, especially at the end of the game, like let's just throw Brunson back in. Like we have a point guard. We have a guy that that can do this. And I'm fine with Brunson maybe not always uh, being the center of attention or maybe even closing out everything. I I think he's capable of it, but. When we have other guys just trying to play point guard and we have an actual point guard on the team, it's like we, we have the ability to not turn the ball over. And there, it happened too many times where they threw the ball over, breaking the press into the corner, and it just flies off into like the fifth row of the stands. We, we don't need to be doing all that. And I think they have the roster to kind of address those changes. And I'm sure once these games truly become single elimination that maybe we'll take them a little bit more seriously. I, I want to give a ton of credit to Germany, though. I thought both Wagner's played great. I thought uh, Franz was fantastic. And... Even looking back at the box score, he, he didn't even shoot that well, but I just thought he had a really good control on the game. Uh, Schroeder, I don't know how many times he was going to attempt that that underhand scoop and we were just going to swat it, but he was sure willing to test it. He wasn't going to stop. It didn't slow him down at all, and I, I thought Tice played his, played very well as well. So, you know, definitely not a slouch of a team right now. I, I think constantly we're used to sending the most best one-on-one -on -one guys. Those are the true superstars of the league, and maybe Team USA isn't, loaded with a whole bunch of those but I think they are loaded with a bunch of guys that if you swing the ball and you have a decent enough shooters you're gonna be pretty happy with whoever ends up with the ball at the end of that shot clock and I think we saw that a lot in the, the second half comeback of all this of guys just being ready to spot up for threes and taking good shots I, I didn't think we panicked and if anything I thought our defense really locked down at the end and I thought Germany was a solid test uh, both ways so I, I'm excited I'll keep an eye on all this going forward I I just also <laughs> dude Paulo missing every single free throw is I, I I don't know what happened. It just seemed weird. I don't, he didn't I didn't like that. I, I'm gonna that's gonna stay in the back of my head and it's gonna bother me until he kind of fixes that. And I, I don't know what he's gonna do to fix it now. I, I just thought those were some critical free throws that he missed in the second half, and I didn't expect it. And I don't think he expected it either. And I don't think anyone's uh, digesting it very well. Is really the reality. Uh, did you you watch the game, right? Did you, you caught up with that? I've watched I've watched all of the games. I've I haven't watched them watched them live. The uh, one yesterday snuck up on me, so I didn't watch it until uh, late later in the afternoon. But uh, yeah, it's it's been awesome. Just kind of I've been mixing it in with the with the preseason football, just where there's not a ton of live stuff that I'm really interested in. So just a chance to you know fast forward through the for, for, through the commercials and just watch it watching on the rewind, and you you, you get through it where. It, you know, like it's it's not like some of the other things where I'll I'll watch these other ones live, which I will warn people, it is not as early in the morning as the uh, the women's World Cup, but these are going to be morning games, so plan accordingly. 
so you you've watched a couple of these games out of the the guys on the roster have you have you seen a new fond suspicion of friendship where maybe some team teammates become uh actual nba teammates and they they run off somewhere and join join forces are you, are you getting a vibe from any of that because my fear is that edwards is either recruiting to minnesota or if you're minnesota he's on his way out of minnesota i, I don't i don't know what the the combo of it all is i i think there's a hypothetical if, if the if the Phoenix Suns drafts it a little bit more sophisticated that Halliburton and Mikhail Bridges actually end up on the same roster. And who knows if Duran ever ends up there after all this, and that might be a fun rewrite in history. So I'm enjoying watching them together, but have you found a duo that you're a little suspicious of? Dude, I think it's impossible. Like contract wise, because these guys are all so young. I mean, Paulo is just coming off of his, off of his rookie year. And he's playing legitimate minutes on this team. So I think a lot of these guys are still on their on their rookie deals. And then, you know, once you're on your rookie deal, then you're a restricted free agent. I think it's going to be a while before. I mean, maybe this will set, set the seeds, but I think this is going to be way more. Half, it's going to be you're just bar- barely laying the groundwork here. And it'll be the next you know, the next Olympics, the next World Cup, where then this this will actually happen. But I think it's way too early for, for that sort of talk. Uh, you want to know the real scary part? I don't, I don't think it's going to be anything quite like that. I think, if anything, it's going to be players trying to force their way out and getting traded and wanting to play for the coaches that are on this bench, whether it be Steve Kerr or uh, Spolstra in, in Miami. I think that's far more fearful because it seems like that's that's something you could kind of force your way to make your way to happen. Very, very similar. I'm going to transition here to James Harden, who just publicly, I'm not even sure what the question was asked. He's in China. He's doing some press for something, and that, that's all fine. I I don't know how the question came up, but when asked, like, you know, do you have feelings about Daryl Morey, he did not hold back. And Are you sure? Are you sure it was even a question? I don't know. I mean, there was a video. This wasn't Why? a, w- while he was over there, this was said. There's a video of him saying it, and it sure looks like he's at a children's basketball camp. Where normally there's not questions. It's just, hey, I'm up here. I'm, I, you know, I'm, the, I'm a player, but I'm the coach for the day, and we're gonna do this, this, and this, and you know, maybe a life lesson. Here's a, like, how to how to shoot a jump shot or something. So it seemed even more out of nowhere because it it didn't look like it was in a, you know, in a press setting. Zach, I can't even think of an announcement important enough in my life for me to repeat it twice in the same ten seconds to be like, I'd like to repeat. Like he, like he says it in that in the the video. Like he says this, and he's like, "I just want to reiterate one more time," and repeats the same thing. Like 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 we didn't catch it the first time. Like nobody was recording. What he's giving everyone time to just get their cameras out. Like he, I, I can't even think of one event in my life that I would have to invent. It, 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 let people know by it, saying the same same thing in two sentences like that. Uh, just concerning. It, but- it made sure that you, it made sure that you knew that there there was no. This is a joke. Uh, maybe I don't mean this all the way. It, he said it twice, and it like like I said, this was not this is reported anonymous sources. James Harden campus saying this was James Harden on video saying it. There, there's no ambiguity ambiguity here. I'm not sure how he's going to get out of Philly. Like, do, does this change anything? Like, I understand he's trying to turn the heat up, but the reality is, is Philly would openly and willingly trade him if there was a trade destination for him. The problem is. He's not under a great contract, and he's not the sexiest player that he once was. There, There's no market for him. Every other team has already addressed an issue without even trading for him, and I don't know why you would want to bring him in for all of this. I, I also just think if he truly cares about a championship, go along every single roster in the league and tell me which team, which trade, which combination gives him a better chance to win a championship next year than playing alongside Joel Embiid, 
the MVP of the league last year, and Maxi, who's a great youth, youthful player, and Nick Nurse, who has just won a championship not too long ago in Toronto. I, I just, I don't know what he's he's running away from right now. I understand if there might have been some wrongdoing for, with Daryl, but I think if he wants to get out of here, he's going to have to finish out this year here, and he's going to have to play really well so that he can be a free agent and head off to wherever he wants to head off to. I don't think anyone will have a problem with that. What I think we're going to have a problem with is what he's done the last two times in the last two destinations. If he shows up fat and lazy and doesn't give a shit early in the year, I think that's going to be it. Like, I think it just should be over. I don't know why would anybody bet on this guy again if this is how he's going to do business. Like, what are what are you getting out of it? It just doesn't seem worth it at all. So I'm I don't know what his what he's supposed to do and I don't know what he's going to do. But I I think he should go back to Philly. And that's that's not even just saying like Daryl wins. It just says that I think that's the best way for you to get what you want. If you're James, Uh, do you you see any other scenario? This situation, it just is so confusing compared to the other two situations. When he was in Houston, it was the the team had just deteriorated around him. Okay, I can't do it by myself. I want to go somewhere else. You, you you've been in Houston for a long time. All right, yep, that that's what superstars do. Then you're on the on the Nets, and that situation is just terrible. <laughs> it's weird with Kyrie. He says weird stuff. KD gets hurt. You're the only one that's healthy. It's just a, a, a mess. This situation, you're five minutes, six minutes away from going to the, the conference championship if Tatum doesn't go absolutely supernova when he'd been ice cold the entire game and sure looked like he was going to continue that way. So this is a good team. This team is for sure be in the mix as long as they don't have to play the Celtics because we got their number and I'm not scared of the Sixers. Otherwise, like they would have like a real chance. So I don't know why he wants out except for non-basketball related things. So before it seemed it was very much basketball related or maybe just a little bit off the court, but much more of, hey, this isn't fun having to do this all by myself. I want to be on a real team, real contender. Let's go. So to just be there for one year, just I, I don't know. And then he had the option. He just opted into this contract. So if he didn't want to do this, he wanted to be a free agent and go wherever he wanted to. He could have just not opted in. What was that? Three months ago? I mean, it wasn't that long ago. Well, he opted in because nobody was going to give him the money. The money disappeared in Houston. There was nobody to offer him anything that he wanted. He had to sign with the contract that he had so he could get the money that he got this year. The weird part about all that is that's essentially him testing the market right there. He's basically like, I couldn't opt out and go get the money that I wanted. So I want to sign one more year for the contract. And then I want you to trade me because there's no other way for me to get out of here. Like, like, he set himself up for all of this. He didn't have to opt in. And then to be shocked that no one wants to trade for him and that Philly's like, I can't give you up for nothing, as well as nobody wants you, just because you just you also just found that out yourself. Like, I, it's, it's backwards to me. I, I, I'm, not, I, I'm sure I have no idea what it's like to truly be an NBA player and operate underneath the stresses and the scrutiny that he has. But at some point, like, enough's enough and a pattern's a pattern. Like, this is just never going to work with this guy. And, and I think he's reinvented himself a couple times through all the, the next stops. But at the end of the day, we get to where we're at right now. It doesn't really even matter. Like, he took less money to get to the contract that he has right now. That's, that's one. I think that's a win for, for him and Philly. He didn't have to do that. I'll, I'll give him that. You know, and as well as he, he really kind of let Maxi take a little bit more of a, of a role last year. And I thought he became a lot more of a playmaker while he was in uh, Brooklyn for that short, brief period in there. And I, I give him credit for... The game last year when Embiid was hurt in game one and two against Boston, I thought he was fantastic in those. They they won those games, 
And that's that's kind of like saying he has his ability and maybe you shouldn't put your team entirely around it. But in a scenario where Embiid gets hurt, which isn't all that impossible, at least you have a guy that can kind of steal you a game like this. I just I think he's done everything he, he should have done, but you can't just end every year upset like this and just saying I'm out. These, these these contracts have to be bonded to some degree. They have to be worth something. There has to be like you can't just divorce everybody. It has to it has to mean something. Um, I don't know how they get out of all this. I don't know what the best case scenario for everyone is too. And if I'm Philly, this is just so unnecessary on so many different levels and just so unfair, I think, for Embiid once again to have disgruntled teammate after disgruntled teammate problem and problem and problem again. I mean, I mean he's just going from 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 Harden to Ben from Ben Simmons to Harden just seems like is he just cursed? Like what what is who's gonna bail him out of all of this? And I, I don't I don't see it coming anywhere anytime soon from anywhere else. So can you can you imagine being a Sixers fan the past ten to fifteen years? Your organization invented blatant tanking. It happened before, but was much more on the hush hush. Where this was in your face multiple years. This is what we're going to do. We are not fielding a real NBA team. To you trade uh, up in the draft to take a point guard that once you draft him, like. N- can no longer shoot, just forgets how to shoot. You have the whole Ben Simmons saga that is just a mess. Your uh, was it was the owner or the GM got caught with the uh, with the burner account by the ringer. Yeah. Of just embarrassing, you know. Was it wasn't like the worst thing in the world. There's you know a lot of other organizations that are having sexual harassment or domestic violence. Like there's there's way worse, but that is still just on like the list of things of well, this isn't great. And then you're not even having the ultimate success that you would like to have on the court. Do you put out a competitive team, you know, for the past, you know, for the past while now? Yes, but you, you haven't made the conference finals. You, you haven't, you know, broken to hey, we're a you know final four team. You just can't even make that. So it's just, I'm glad I'm not a Sixers fan. All right. The other thing I want to toss in there, and while I don't blame James Harden this directly, but the They've already been caught with one tampering scandal of last year from, I think it's from Harden taking less money and them signing, what is it, Daniel House and uh, and PJ Tucker. There's a whole bunch of fishiness that happened all of there, of which they were docked uh, draft picks. I, I'm not pointing fingers at Harden, but there is like, all right, this happened with your name kind of attached to it somewhat. And that's not a, that's not a positive thing. That These are all negative things. These are all losses. These are all opportunities that you didn't have to give up, that you, you did give up because of your association with him. It's not. It's not great. It's not great. As a, I wouldn't want to be a fan, and I, I feel a little bit because I, I, I want to see Embiid be a really good basketball player, and I think having good players around him is the best way for him to do that. It's, I'm, I'm a little scared of what Embiid with a, a little Nick Nurse juice is going to be. I, he's won the Defensive Player of the Year award before, and if he just cranks up those defensive juices again, I, I don't know what that turns into. That could be. That could be a true game changer. That could be the to the point where they don't even need James Harden, and maybe that's best for everybody. Uh, all right, that's going to wrap up the little basketball talk right now. It is almost NFL season, and as we normally do every year, we're going to do a little predictions of our NFL division winners. Uh, we're going to rank them all, kind of just list them out. Uh, how about we chit-chat a couple a little bit about some NFL news before we dive right into that. There has been a New England Patriots signing. Which, if it was however many years ago, I think this is like groundbreaking news that we signed a name again. 
Uh, but we're, we're bringing Ezekiel Elliott to town. We're getting Zeke, get your cereal ready. And I kind of like the move. I'm, I'm not, I, I would love to know the information on why it was Zeke and not, you know, Dalvin Cook or other fill-in-blank name here because it sure felt like there was a lot of people that were potentially on the table. But we, we pulled the trigger on Zeke, and I, I'm all right with this. I, I think he's a capable back. I think, if anything, he's certainly understood the, the backup role of the past years, and I think he has – I think if we had to lean on him again for a starting job, even temporarily, I, I'd feel okay with that. I don't know if I'd want to do that full-time, but I think it's an addition. Uh, what, what, are, what are your thoughts with, with Zeke possibly joining the team? He's going to actually make the team, right? We're not going to cut him in like a week, are we? I don't think so, but it wouldn't shock me. I don't think he moves the needle a ton. We got Ramadre Stevenson, who was uh, awesome last year. Uh, Zeke at the goal line is supposedly better than uh, Ramadre, but I, I just don't know how much Zeke has got left in the tank. I think it, it's going to help that he's not going to be expected to be the main guy and, hey, we drafted you, You're you got the big money. It's just, hey, you know, we brought you in, getting you away from Dallas – like getting you, you know, in in the Patriot system, I think that that could be helpful, but I, I think the the name is way bigger than what the the, the expectations, at least for me, are going are going to be. Uh, any any fantasy entrance? Is he is he is he getting on the team? Is he on the draft board? No, not 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 for me. Uh, I. Just the, the the Patriots offense, it just in general, it it seems risky to go with the uh, the the second string second string guy. Uh, if uh, you wouldn't you wouldn't pick him up as a as a handcuff, you don't think Stevenson's good enough? Mm, interesting. If he's your I didn't, guy, I didn't think about it that way. If he's your guy, are you are you, are you maybe if going? That's, with... If that's the case, I could I could see then then you have to take it much more seriously as a handcuff option, but not as I would not be drafting him as a non handcuff option. You heard here first. I'm going to try and pry out as much fantasy advice out of him as I can. All right. We've got a couple weeks ahead. We can, you can get all this info before the draft. He tends to tell you everything after. But, but here we go. Uh, you want to do the NFC West first? Sure. All right. I think I'm just going to go hot take after hot take here. I, I think the best team in the NFC is in this division. And I'm going to let you go first with who you think is going to be the top dog of the NFC West and see if uh, we agree on that. Who you got at number one? Who do you think is going to win the NFC West? The NFC West is going to be the 49ers. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, that's who I got. I I think that's the best team in the NFC West and the NFC in general. I just think on paper, I, I want I want to love Seattle. I really do. I love Geno. I thought that was a hot pick of me last year. I think they they signed the, – they got the, the new rookie guy, the uh, Jackson Smith and Jingba. I, I, I like everything about Seattle, but I just read down the names of this roster – of San Francisco, who's been managing, managed to win games, even with all the injuries of the past. But, you know, there's, there's a possibility that all these guys just mold to be healthy for a season. And who knows what that ends up being? I, I think this is the most successful team to not win a championship of the past whatever years. And this could easily be the year that they take off. I mean, you're, you're a big fan of this McCaffrey guy, right? I, I think, I think he's a highly sought after fantasy player. But I mean, I'll, I like Kittle. I think Ayuk, Eli Mitchell. I think sneaky Debo Samuels. I, I don't even think it matters who the quarterback is, at least for the regular season. I, I think we look all of that in the in the Brock, sense of Brock Purdy's back out there. He, he was in the preseason. He's he's slinging it around again. Do, do you think it matters who the quarterback is? I, I think if you were, yes, I, I think they can win this division with with any of the quarterbacks they have. I just don't think they can win a Super Bowl with any of the quarterbacks they have. I think that's where it gets 
a little bit more selective. Uh, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't hold off on any of these guys fantasy wise based on the quarterback. Like if, if it's not Purdy, are you losing value in McCaffrey? Or you, I feel like I'm kind of fantasy wise taking him regardless. Uh, I just, I, I haven't seen anything out of Trey Lance. I mean, maybe there's something there, but we're getting kind of, and it, coming off of an injury and a young guy, it's not like it's a tried and true guy that got an injury. So when he comes back, there's a, all right, well, there might be a little bit of rust, but he's going to get it back. It's like, there's not, necessarily getting it back it's, we don't even know if he had it yet or not or at least brock there was i mean small sample size but there there was there was a spark there uh do you think uh the niners are going to kind of run with this or do you think there will be another team competing with them i, I think they're going to be dominant i think i think they're they're in the in the in driver's seat i i do too as as much as uh I, I wanted to give Seattle a whole bunch of love i just i i like i like seattle i think they'll be a good team i think they can make the playoffs again and i think they I'll, I'll go next. I'm gonna, I have them at two. So I have the Niners at one. I have Seattle at two. Uh, Metcalf, Lockett, and the new rookie with Geno in the offense. I, I just think that's solid. They were a really good defense last year, and that I think they'll be a decent team this year going forward. I, I, I just think Geno another year is, is, should be better. I don't think it'll go worse. Do you think uh, it's going to turn into a pumpkin this year, or are you doubling down a little bit? Because I, I, was, I was in on this last year. I'm tr- you could join the bandwagon. It's okay. <laughs> I don't want to join the bandwagon and I, I just, I'm trying to trying to figure out how to, how to say it where I think that he's going to be worse than last year, but the other two teams are just so bad that he can be worse, but he's still going to be, they're still going to be the second best team in, in the conf or in the division. So Gino will be worse, but the team will be fine enough where I, I, th- I think last year he came absolutely out of nowhere. This guy was out of the league. Like he was on, you know the Jets so long ago, so that he w- even played consistently, which is like th- this is amazing. So now that there's any sort of expectations, it's just gonna be hard, way harder to live up to the hype. I I think he's gonna be fine. I I don't think there's a whole lot of talented quarterbacks across the league, and he may not be the upper echelon of one, but I think he's better than the average one, and that might be just good enough for them to be, like you said, effective in this division. I think the real question is if you're making predictions on all this is whether or not the Rams offense will be closer to Seattle's offense or Arizona's offense. And I think I'm leading away a little bit here that I have Arizona last. I I would be shocked if anything positive happened in Arizona uh, other than maybe a little uh, fantasy sleeper and Michael Wilson getting some noise. Not a big Hollywood Brown guy. I'd look out for Wilson. That's who I'd go after. But I don't think Arizona's going to be good. I don't think Kyle Murray's going to play more than eight games this year. I don't even know how that's going to happen yet. I just think either they're going to move on from eight games or he's not going to be healthy for eight games, and they're not going to win a whole lot of games at all. So really it's going to come huh. down to whether or not. We, we, must be, uh, we must be reading the same things or we both got burned the same amount last year because I, I, I got tricked, and it was at least last year, and I don't know if it was the past two years plus, but – Kyler Murray, just, oh, Kyler Murray, and you think about him, he's running all over the place, and he's slung up that uh, passway in the air during COVID to DeAndre Hopkins for, for the game winner. Just, oh, no, like, Kyler Murray, cool name. Cool, you know, he's a really good quarterback. I'm not getting tricked anymore. I know the guy's name, but he, he's not good enough. He's not good enough. He, he's, he's average at best, and I'm just not getting sucked in as he's, like, at the anywhere towards the, the elite other quarterbacks. So I'm not getting tricked again. I'm done. I'm done this year. I'm walking away. I'll get tricked by something. I'll get tricked by something else, but not by Kyler Murray. Also, I think losing Hopkins is is something, and I think Cup coming back for the Rams is everything. 
Like I think that's that's a huge that's a huge piece to them just being functional right now. Everyone's saying like Safford's back and he's healthy and all that. It, it's it's Cup, right? Cup's the guy, right? If Cup is dominant again, if Cup's going to set records at yards, I think that they have a chance for all this. I still think that this division has a ton of good coaches. I think McVay could reinvent some offense and who knows what and blow everyone's mind. I, I still think he has that capability. I just think this roster still has a little bit of that Super Bowl hangover where you were forced to pay certain guys and certain guys had to go because you can't afford everyone and then certain guys got injured and then you stopped recruiting the free agents that you were because you're not a championship caliber team anymore and they go to other teams and you end up being where you're kind of at the Rams right now like I I don't know like what, what's the best case scenario for the Rams this year like what are you, what are you hoping for like like Cam Akers is really good like what what's what what's the good news for the Rams this year when they finish the year be like no don't worry we have this like is it, is it just I think you're hoping that Matthew Stafford is good to or maybe, maybe almost a, a Kirk Cousins situation where everyone just says over and over again, I don't think this team is this good, but you just keep, you, you get that lucky horseshoe and you're just pulling out win after win after win. And Matthew Stafford, I don't think, I, th I think if he just, he just can't kill you. He just can't kill you if he just is not throwing those picks. And maybe there's a little magical run like they did to the Super Bowl. I uh, would rather have, uh, out of the quarterbacks of the bottom three here, I think we, we probably actually you throw them all in. Which quarterbacks do you want right here? Like, I, do we have Kyler last? Then we have Stafford three, Geno two. Fill in blank Niner guy here at one. Like, yeah, I want Brock. Brock at one. I mean, those weapons you named off all the weapons, and I, I, I I'm always concerned. It's just oh, I know all those names, but uh, McCaffrey it could like almost play wide receiver where Debo as we've seen, he's a wide receiver that can play running back. So just to have those weapons to be able to be interchangeable. And I'm not saying you're going to only use Christian McCaffrey as a wide receiver, but just they have skill sets that not everyone else has where it's almost like in basketball when you have a, you know, a combo guard where he is able to handle the ball and he's able to shoot. It, it, you know, not everybody has that. So to be able to have those skills is just, I think just sets you apart and just makes it a little bit easier for the quarterback. I think what makes that offense really easier is that they may not have high ball catch guys, but they have killer, killer yards after the catch guy. Just get them the ball and get out the way and watch what they can do. Any like half the guys on that Niners roster, they just get them the ball in a, in a screen and they're they're gone. There's there's anything can happen with it. There's there's not a whole long list of guys I think where you just get them in space, and these guys have like five of them that can do it. So, um, uh, Gino Gino over Stafford though, are we? We're comfortable with that. We'll lock that in. That's what no, I would do. I want, Sta I want Stafford over Gino. I, I don't. I don't think so. I, I don't think so. I think if you were to swap the roles and all this, it, it's not nearly as well. I think Gino does a, a little bit better. I think what Gino did last year, I don't think Stafford could do. Yeah, I th like I said, I think it's because everyone assumed Gino getting thrown in there as a guy that hadn't played in a while was just gonna stink it up and he'd be out of it. So just that he stayed alive, and I just, I just don't see it continuing. Uh, all right. Any fantasy advice from the NFC West you want to share? I thought for the fantasy advice that it was just generic. I did not realize it was specific to. Uh, oh, it wasn't. It wasn't. The... I'm just. I'm just prying. I'm just. I'm just pulling. <laughs> uh, I I threw out uh, Michael Wilson. That's my my late uh, wide receiver sleeper for Arizona Cardinals. They're going to have to throw it to I someone. Feel like you're just, you're just, you're just baiting me to talk about Christian McCaffrey. So you can, you can continue your, your bit. That's, that's just what all this is. You're not even going to ask me about fantasy for other divisions. You just want this one. 
No, no, I'm in my, I'm in my Caffrey. I, I, I get it. I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine with it this year. I just think everyone else in the world already knows that that's also a really good pick. Is, is there anyone of the Niners you wouldn't take? I don't know if I'd. It's despite all that I just said. I don't know if I'd, if I'd pick Brock to be my fantasy QB. No, that, that's fine. That's good advice. Just, that, just with it, you know, it's there's going to be a lot. The offense is going to be good. I don't know specifically if, you know, if Brock doesn't all the way secure the role, if you want to be going all the way down that path as a, uh, as a, as a fantasy owner. I think if you have Brock playing on a bye week, you're doing okay. I don't think that's the worst. Like, if he's available on waivers, you have a whole bunch of scoring options. Your whole day could turn around and you never know. I, I could see that, especially some because some of the bye weeks, there's a lot of teams out. Yeah. All right, moving on to the AFC West. We're going to do West and West uh, today. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure out. We'll do something next week as well. And uh, I know we're going to close with the East last. I, I'm not ready to talk Patriots yet. Uh, this is th- 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 that whole division. I, you could argue just about anything for everyone in that one. But uh, AFC West here, I, I think it's kind of somewhat of a no-brainer. I'd be challenged. I'd, I'd really be interested if you're going to challenge it, but uh, I, I think the Chiefs were going to have it number one here. I think they're going to be the best team in this division uh, until someone knocks them out and still still have Mahomes, right? Yeah, that's kind of what I wrote down. It was like yeah. they have Mahomes, <laughs> and and until anything changes, you know, they, they got to knock off the champs here. Now, I, I think it gets a little interesting at two here, where we've all kind of anointed the Chargers and are all expected in all this, and I think there's a whole bunch of nice things you can say about all that, but. I just watched the Niners over the last couple of years deal with almost all of the same injuries and yet still power through and still have success. And I don't think the Chargers have that. I think Denver has that with their new coach. I'm so out on Russell Wilson, but I still think that they have the ability to do this. Like, I, I just think if Belichick was signing with this Denver roster right now, you would have them at two. And I think Sean Payton is similar in that realm where the addition of this this coach is huge. This is big time. This is a guy that can outthink other teams and that you have the advantage of on your on your sideline. So I have them at two. I could easily see the Chargers totally being better. I imagine you may have that. But the Denver defense was really good last year, and I think if you can just fix this offense, of which there are some names on here, there are some solid wide receivers, some definitely high draft picks that could turn into who knows what of an offense. But I'm in on Denver at two. Uh, did you have L.A. at two, or did you have Denver? Chargers. Oh, you're on with the Chargers at two. You're Chargers just, at two. What what have they what have they done to, to convince you of that? And what what does Denver need to do to they convince got, you otherwise? They got Herbert. They got Herbert. He's a legit he's a legit quarterback. I think that he's gonna be really good for, for a long time. And I'm not picking him for number one. Chargers are great. And just being below. You know, if you the, once they gotta win a bunch of games, they're gonna they're gonna charger. Everybody knows that. But they can stay right second in this division where all right, you bring in a coach. Is he going to throw the ball around? I don't think he can. I don't think that's allowed. So you still got Russell Wilson out there. Uh, that seemed like a real problem last year. It's a huge problem. I think there was a uh, there there was a watch to see uh, if he would throw more touchdowns than bathrooms he had in his house, and I don't think he hit that. And when you're those are those sort of things that are getting tracked, that is not good. Unfixable. Then I don't know why we did this with Sean Payton. Is this just a grooming year then? They're going to have to fix Russell Wilson or move on from him. 
I, the only thing I wrote that, down underneath the charge of the three was just prove it. That that's all I wrote down. I I can't. I, nobody. There's nothing I'm going to tell you you haven't already heard that we haven't said. The last years, the years before all that, uh, Justin Herbert's great. Keenan Allen, great. All, all Mike Williams, great. There's so many nice things you could say about him, but yet at the end of the day, when it adds up to wins or not, it doesn't add up to wins. I don't know why. So I'm, I'm I got it at three. What are you talking about? It doesn't, it doesn't add up to wins. They they're were not the a real, last year. They're not a real threat. They're they're not a real threat. They should be a real threat, and this should be the year. So that's why it. I picked them. That's why I picked them for a second in the in the division. I'm not picking them to win the Super Bowl. No, I know. I just think this division, especially me last year, I hyped up this division. I thought there was going to be a ton of points in this. I thought the offense, I thought Russell Wilson was going to be a big deal. The car was going to be slinging it every. I thought there was going to be 38, 38 scores every week within this division, and it was far from that. It was it was not. And I, I just I feel let down by the Chargers. All right, maybe this year that offense will will be on fire and a little bit more consistent. And and I'll I just wanted to prove it. Just prove it. Just prove it for a year. Be a real threat. I want to throw out this one little fun fact about a me. Real. Picking- you're talking about a real threat. This is a team with a real quarterback, not one that is on his way out of the league that you're picking as the second one because they got a new fancy coach that hasn't coached, you know, in, in a few years. How many Super Bowl wins does he have? By the way, the Chiefs have beat Denver the last 15 times. That has to change this year. <laughs> the last 15 Yikes. times. They have not beat Kansas City has whipped them the last 15 times, and I'm saying that changes this year. That starts this year, right now. I'm, I'm – Planting my flag on the Sean Payton thing here. How how, how terrible was it going to be, though, when this was just a massive money grab by him and that they're just awful? And he just mailed it in. He just tanks on Russell Wilson. He's just like, I can't do it with this guy. We'll, we'll figure it out till next year. We'll get that high draft pick with whoever it's going to be. I'm going to feel real let down. But I don't think it's going to be that. I think he's going to turn this around almost immediately. I think the defense last year was good. I just think the coaching was, was so discombobulated and off the like they just weren't communicating they weren't on the same page at all and i think that could get fixed easily this year and it should get fixed so i i got denver at two uh so consistently here we, we have we have las vegas at last and I, no i have the broncos last you have the broncos last okay i have the broncos last i think they're gonna be absolutely terrible I don't think the I got really nothing to argue for for the Raiders. I just think that Russell Wilson is bad and that he's the, he's done. So it's not going to be a. It's just Jimmy G. There might be something still there, and I just think that they're both going to be kind of towards the bottom, but that the Broncos are going to are going to be worse. Under the Las Vegas Raiders at, at, at four, I still wrote two things, and the the two reasons are why you had them at three. It's Jimmy wins games, and Josh Jacobs is good. Like that's that might be enough. Is Josh, is Josh Jacobs going to play? I, he's good. That's I just wrote. He's good. I, I don't know if he's going to play, but I, I think Jimmy wins games. And I think, unfortunately, Derek Carr did not win them games last year. And I think that was a, a bit of a letdown, but he's not going to lose games for you. And, and as long as you don't make up, make any other mistakes elsewhere on the, on the field, that Jimmy's going to keep you in these games. And I could easily see him having a better year. I'm just putting a lot of stock into Sean Payne. I wouldn't be shocked if, if Russell Wilson is done by week four and that they're better off with whoever it is by week five. I'm saying they could still win this or get finished second in this with a backup quarterback that whose name I don't even know right now. Will we played this game last year? It might have been one of the the, the best the best quotes of the of the the, the whole year. What what was you it? don't remember this? No, who who's the backup for Denver? Uh, see now now I got to look it up real quick. I just think they could do it without Russell Wilson. Or Russell Wilson can get really good at handing the ball off again, 
like he did the whole time when they were like, oh, let Russ cook. And then Pete Carroll just said no. They're just going to say no this year. He's going to ask to cook, and they're going to say no. And that's going to be better. Oh, no, I was wrong. I was wrong. I'm getting – because Russell Wilson, I was messing up with uh, with the Seattle Seahawks where you were, you were, you were really on the Geno Smith and uh, – with, then it was like the backups behind him because it was like, well, I don't even think it's going to be Gino. So, no, I, I, had the, I had those confused because Russell Wilson played for the Seahawks for so long. Well, figured I'd take a couple chances with these. Uh, any any fancy advice you have within this division? No, I've already given a bunch of fancy advice. <laughs> Not, Can't just give it all in one, in one go here. I, I'm going to do it every week. I'm going to pry between each division. You don't have to have anything. I have, ready. I have a, I have, I have a, I have. It's not even just one player. I have like a whole strategy prepared, but I didn't realize that we were doing it per division. I didn't, we're, I didn't do it for each one. We're not. I'm just, I'm just trying to get you to tell us more. Uh, do you think the best team in the AFC is in this division? Yeah, yeah, I think the Chiefs are the best. Yeah, me too. So I, I, I wanted to start with the West because I thought the Niners were the best in the AFC West. I thought Kansas City was the best in the AFC West, and I haven't really come to such an ultimatum in every other division. I think it, I think there's some tight divisions this year. I think this is going to be really hard and especially picking winners. I think you'll have, you'll know which teams are competing for the playoffs, but you know, I think it's going to come down to the end of the season for some of these. Uh, all right. Speaking of fantasy advice, I, I did ask you to prep for at least one. I know I tried prying for all of this. Do you, do you want to share the one? Yes. Right, yes, what, I, I could do it now. So I was, I was listening, I was listening to, uh, you know, some podcasts. That's always good. That's always helpful for you. And, uh, when you asked me yesterday, I really wanted to just be, uh, again, that you just have to draft Christian McCaffrey and win a championship like I did last year, but I was not allowed to keep him this year. So I'm gonna have to change my strategy. So one of the things that I wanted to throw out there for people that I think is, is helpful is in the, the, the later rounds, once you've drafted all of your starters, you've drafted a, a couple of backups. Now's the time take big swings. Think about it a, in terms of baseball. You got guys now, they're not looking to hit singles or doubles. It's They are hitting home runs or they're striking out. And the reason that you want to do this for fantasy is because those guys on that far down your bench, they're not even going to sniff the field until maybe, maybe uh, the bye weeks. So that's a few, was that going to be week week four, week five, you know, it's, it's going to be a little bit in. So, so much is going to change by the end of September with the, with these picks. So you really want to go with the, with a boom bust and worst case that happens, this guy doesn't play. He's only, you know, middle of the road. Boom. He could be one of the first guys you drop. So one of the one name that I am throwing out there, I'm seeing on ESPN field. Yates has him ranked at a one nineteen. Michael Thomas. He was hurt for a while. He was back last year for three games. I believe he was a uh, like ranked 16th out of all the all the wide receivers, so that would have been good enough for uh, you know for, for a starter on your team for sure a a healthy uh, a healthy uh, uh, utility player there, but got hurt again. So there, there's risk. Any of these players you look at. You could talk yourself out of all like all the players in this range so easily, but I think that Michael Thomas, if he comes back, I think he still knows how to play football. He's definitely a little bit older. I think that things are going to improve over in New Orleans, and so he's the main guy. But just in general, really just swinging for those fences once you've gotten all of your solid solid team lined up. I think Olave, the teammate of Michael Thomas, who had a fantastic rookie year last year. I I think he's a real deal. I think he has 
the the next that next level. I think he can be a chase. I think he can be a digs. I think he can be a name. And I think being paired with Michael Thomas, whether Carr has a a, a veteran comfort with that or just likes the true youth in Olave, I, I do think that they're going to sling the ball over there. It may not lead to a whole ton of wins, but that division's really up for the taking. And if they want to take this this season seriously, I. I I just hope Thomas is healthy. I, I don't know where his commitment truly has, has been over the last couple of years, and I'm not really questioning it. It could just purely be injury, but last year was, was not a successful season for him, and it wasn't entirely based on injury. I think there was just a lack of enthusiasm. I think Kamara coming in suspended already is is not the best way for the season to, to start off for this team, and I, I, I hope it works out, but I, I'm in on Olave, and I, I think Thomas for sure could still potentially be that guy. Uh but I, I think Alave could – I think he could be, like, a top, top guy this year. Uh, are, are you in on him? And, I mean, is, isn't everybody? I mean, he's, he's a, you yeah, know, this top is, all right, 10. Second, he's second year, kind though. of right on the, the cusp of being, like, a top 10 wide receiver. I, I, it's his second year. I just – eventually you jump into that and somebody gets kicked out, man. It, it, he could be the guy jumping in. There could be someone else jumping out. I just – I, make room for Alave is all, all I'm saying. I would I would have him on your draft boards and I would be keeping an eye on him because they're gonna have to throw the ball to someone. They're gonna be down in a ton of games, I imagine, and he he may be that home run king that saves you a couple a couple games out of nowhere. Uh, I feel like I shared enough fantasy advice earlier with uh, my my super super deep sleeper in Arizona, and uh, I, I think Josh Jacobs is still really good. Uh, yeah, that's that's kind of all I got for fantasy advice. Is that do you have another one? Maybe maybe you could do another one. No, I think the concern <laughs> is that just just Jacob isn't isn't going to play. Oh, uh, Patrick Mahomes. That's another one. You're you're going to want Patrick Mahomes. He he's he's really good. If you if you can get him and maybe pair him with someone else, I don't know who that someone else is going to be. Maybe that's that's the real draft. Uh, Kelsey, advice. his own teammate. You should do that. Yeah, that 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 that'd be really good if you're able to get those two guys. You're 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 doing really really well. Really, really well. Oh, another another suggestion I was talking to uh, to you about last week when I was doing a draft. Uh, look at guys that have cool touchdown dances, and then if you draft them to your team, when they score, you can do the cool touchdown dance. So, just an idea. Uh, I Fantasy would, is supposed to be fun. I wouldn't I wouldn't ever prioritize a defense, but if you get to a point and you're like, oh, well, what do I, what do I need? What's available here? I, I would keep an eye out on Denver. I know they're going to have to face uh, a lot of these teams in here, but a lot of these teams here may take a lot of chances and sling that ball around, and this team's defense may just pick off a whole lot of turnovers. Just just throwing that out there. They could totally get burned and torched for 40 points by Kansas City any other week, but uh, just that, that's, my, that's my little fantasy advice here. Uh, speaking of fantasy advice and gambling, ESPN has recently made a new deal with uh, was it Penn Sportsbook and that they are going to be doing their own gambling right now now this is a huge transition right now because they're going to lose all of their already partnerships with uh all the other gambling stuff equivalent sponsors but uh pen was with barstool sports and that barstool has now been repurchased by dave portnoy and pen is uh separated with them and joined joined forces with espn i i can't tell if we're we're catching up to the future or if this is the future like this seemed somewhat inevitable i don't know if we ever saw it playing out this way but this is this is where sports should be going, right? This is the direction. This isn't super unusual at all, right? I think it's showing that ESPN felt the need they needed to diversify in some way where it wasn't just, hey, we have cable subscriptions. It's 
we're, we, we don't have that. They have the ESPN Plus, so they have the the streaming model as well. They I don't think they have you know they don't think they've had the magazine for for a while. Uh, you know they still have to have the website. I I don't think the website is is necessarily very good. Uh, I think they really need to capitalize on the app. That's definitely where I still go to first for scores. But I mean, there's a ton of options for that. I think it's just that that's kind of grandfathered in in for me. But this is just going to open up a whole other avenue, and you're already going to ESPN to watch the games. So if they do this correctly, they should be able to just be able to be able to squeeze. And I mean that in the best of way. They're the user base that they already have that are watching the games that either are already gambling or saying, "Hey, this would be interesting." Uh, it's much more on Front Street than even it was five years ago, where you would never, it, it had to be like sneaky if it was mentioned on the broadcast about you know, the overhitting, you know, the answer, oh, well, I think that was uh, an important touchdown for, you know, a bunch of people. We're now, it's a little more, they'll, they'll just explain it to you. Uh, but I think they have to be very careful. I think if they do it well, they can really succeed. If they are not careful, they're going to just overdo it. And people are just going to, like, they're going to hate gambling or the it'll be it'll be a mute situation that's just like this is way too much that would like, be the healthiest mind you thing mentioned the lines but now you're talking about props and that's all you're talking about and you're not talking about the game at all and i don't like it and it's just gonna be a mess they're not exactly reinventing the wheel or anything here a lot of this has already existed it's just now that they're attaching their name to it i wonder if there will be a comfort level for maybe new users who, for whatever reason, haven't exactly delved in, or maybe it's not legal in your state and it's just recently became legal, that this becomes your kind of go-to opportunity if you were new to this and you hadn't doing it. You're familiar with the ESPN brand. You may not be aware of what FanDuel is or whatever, DraftKings and whatever other equivalents of all that. So I, I do think they have that kind of advantage of it, but I don't know how many of those people there are. My guess is if you're already super into sports betting, you'll find a way to, to make it happen and you already have by now you weren't waiting for this so i don't know if there's gonna be a bunch of late adopters that are they're totally on board with this or you know because they've been blasting us with these commercials on espn for forever long right now like so if you didn't understand what DraftKings and FanDuel was by now i don't know if this suddenly answers the question for you but we'll see i think it's well, uh, I, I think i think right now and they just at a higher level and just friends in high places have to be aware of what states are coming down the pike that are going to legalize gambling where it's still only in the teens. I don't think half the country has even legalized it yet. So you're saying, Hey, who'd even be interested in this? I think there's still a lot of states that will switch over to make gambling legal. And there is still a market uh, where it's been legal in our States for, you know, for, for a little while now. Cause I, I agree with you that, you know, for us, it's, you're going to have to make it pretty good for me to switch over because it's like, I already have the app. Why am I going to go to your app? Because it's, you know, the same, the same lines, the same well, discounts. If, like what, what sets you apart? If people hate anything more than it, it's switching and downloading the app. It, that, that, like just, it, yeah, just right? keep me in this one place. I don't want to move to anything else. Don't tell, no, I don't care that it's, it doesn't matter. I'm already signed up here. Leave me alone. Like I, that I think is the, the more frustrating, but there could also be, you know, ESPN, like you said, has a, tons of users and tons of accounts already. You just turn it on on the account that already exists, and it's like, well, I didn't even need to make anything. I already have a, a Disney Plus, a Hulu, a ESPN oh, Plus here's account. Something. I already here's something have that. I think ESPN could do that other one, other places wouldn't necessarily be able to do. I don't think, I don't know, maybe they couldn't do it with uh, ESPN proper, 
because it's kind of still through cable and it's all convoluted. But ESPN Plus, where they're in charge and they're the subscriber, is saying, hey, if you bet $10 on this ESPN Plus game, you can watch it for free. Wow. No, man, there's something super unhealthy about the encouragement of all this gambling. I'm happy it exists, and I agree it should exist. I just some people can't do it like it's and it's not that small of a group of people that have problems with all of this so i i there's gonna be a, a point where i am gonna be a, a little exhausted of this already but but when when has america ever no, worried about no, that for sure i'm, I'm with there, you there's there what is it Mo, most of americans at least uh, you know the average american is obese it's not we're not making a big effort to make sure we're getting junk food out of no, out of the you're, supermarkets you're, and out of everywhere it's hey we're looking to make money you're this is america land of the free you make your own decision yeah that's you want to eat that go for it no you're totally you right gamble go for it you're, you're totally right i'm I'm not i'm not saying that isn't true I, i'm just saying i'm not going to get any of the money from any of that so i'm gonna just gonna wave the flag of like this probably isn't healthy like i'm just all right <laughs> go yeah, ahead do, yeah. do your thing over there but i'm gonna tell you right now this isn't healthy all right uh i i got like five minutes left here and i wrote down I wrote down the Yankees are bad, and that's that's not even my my writing. That's that's your your quote. You have a podcast. I I think you you should take a couple minutes here and uh, and just let us know how you're feeling. The Yankees are bad. Uh, a month ago, a uh, buddy who is a Red Sox fan, Sean, he's he's a big listener. He mentioned like, hey, you know, would you be interested in going to Yankees Red Sox? We went like before the pandemic, and it it was a bunch of fun. And I, I think that. Maybe in the early 2000s, going to Yankee Stadium as a, as a Red Sox fan, I don't know how well that would have went, but now I think it's just kind of uh, mellowed out a little bit, and especially during during the regular season. It's just, yeah, you just, you just go, yeah, you have a good time. There's a whole, whole mix of fans. So you know, we, I said, yeah, no, that, that sounds fun. And at the time, they weren't doing great, but it was kind of everybody in the in the, the American East was just kind of you know in, in the mix. Well, then right before the hand – the Yankees last weekend were up seven to three, bottom of the ninth, blew that lead, and that started a eight-game skid that has continued into today. I went to the game on Friday, thinking, "Oh, well, I'll help out. I'll go there in person. You know, I'll, 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 I'll be there. This, this will work." Oh no, gave up, gave up four runs with the Red Sox, top of the first inning, just immediately. It's like, all right. Well, this game's over. This is terrible. We have a two hundred and eighty plus million dollar payroll. Not great that a lot of the the three guys right at the top are all plus thirty and all locked into contracts. So you know, not the best with baseball. That you know, there's no there's no salary cap. I guess I have the luxury tax, but you play in New York City, so you're, <laughs> you're like the Knicks. You just print money. People are just just going to continue to go. You have the history. But just, oh, it's just frustrating. I mean, I'm not even like a huge baseball fan, and you know, we're going to be getting close to football. But just, you'd like to think if you're spending that much money on a team, you're at least going to make the playoffs and do do something. At least last year was fun with Judge uh, setting the Yankee home run record. But this year, just eight games in a row, it's just just embarrassing. I, and you just, I don't know if they're ever going to win again. I got frustration for you. Here's the frustration thing. You're lucky you went to the game on Friday because if you didn't, you needed Apple TV to watch it. Friday night, primetime games only available on Apple TV Plus or whatever it is. I don't know what the name of it is. So you you couldn't even watch it. It's Yankees Red Sox Friday night, almost you know peak summer right now, and almost at a, end of August right now. This should be a game that the world should care about and should be able to see on a Friday night. And I was actually at a bar, 
and they couldn't get it on because guess what? They didn't have Apple TV, and it's not that unusual that for them to not have Apple TV. I just found it very unusual that they had scheduled Yankees Red Sox for all of this, and that it was supposed to be a big draw. I'm, I'm glad you got you got to go to the game because it's the only way you could see it. So that's that, that's my frustration. I, well, I, I did I did not I did not realize that that is that is a good heads up. So that, that you, when you tell people why you went to go support them, it's because you couldn't stay at home and watch it, and the bar you went to down the road doesn't have Apple TV to watch it either. So th- this was the next best option. Yep. I like I like that. I, I think you should push to go to games on Friday night. Is really the the true thing that is happening from all this. Don't get Apple TV. Just go to the game on Friday. That, that's that's what you should be doing. It's it's not that far. <laughs> Well, uh, after a week off, it was fun to be back. I just want to remind everyone to subscribe on our YouTube page. Follow us on our Instagram. You can follow Zach on his own Twitter and our Twitter. Little of column A, little of column B podcast. We'll be posting polls, as always, like we have in the past. Uh, this week, it'll be whether or not you agree with something. I haven't exactly zeroed it down to what it's going to be. It might be just uh, whether or not you think these are the best teams in the division or possibly the league. Uh, well, make sure you go place your vote on Facebook. I'll make sure there's some sort of question posted there. And subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. We're on Spotify. We're on ev- everything you can subscribe to. We're, we're on there. So just go subscribe. Podbean, Spotify, Apple, Google, YouTube. A- am I missing anything? All the hits. All the hits. All, all the hits. And uh, I did win the last poll, which actually resulted in zero benefit at all. Because there's no more drafts. We made it to football, and there, there's no more rhetorical unnecessary drafts i think it was a good hit though for next summer that you get the first pick oh all right well we'll we'll bake that into something going forward uh update on the beer mile not going well uh i need to be able to breathe the train and that's trained in every aspect of all this uh i I just nasal man just my nose it's almost there I, i think i might kick it this week so uh, I don't think Labor Day is going to happen. I may need a little bit more time, but it's it's happening soon. It's going to sign up and just do it somewhere. I don't, I don't know what it's going to be, but uh, any any updates you have for the people out there? I have two updates. One update: my company softball team won the championship, so we won the year before COVID, and now we won. So we're on a four game uh, di- or four year dynasty going on right now. I had zero strikeouts this year mostly because I uh, didn't play any games this year because I was still coming uh, off of surgery, but still went there and cheered on the team. And hopefully uh, next year I'll be ready to go. And then on Saturday this week, my company Dragon Boat team took silver in our division. So, you know, not not quite the gold, but for most of us being our first time on a Dragon Boat, not not too shabby. So hopefully going again next year and, you know, hopefully bring back gold for, uh, for all the fans. Ah, exhausting. Rowing? No. I, I don't know if I'd rather do the beer mile, but I know it's certainly challenging. There must be a rowing beer mile sort of equivalent. you got, you got to find out what the rumors are over there. Someone's done something reckless with that, right? Have to. Has to be. Yeah. Uh, we'll have that update for you as well as whatever NFL division we do next week. I'm thinking South. Any objection to South? I like the South. We'll make the South. So South coming next week. Saving the East for last. So we'll go South, North, East. And we'll keep an update on uh, Team USA. We'll be back. Little column A, little column B.